Happy draft day to one and all. The day is finally here. All the latest scuttlebutt, all the latest uh, buzz around the draft, how things could go, and some of our favorite prop bets coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, perfect timing for Ultimate Football GM because a lot of NFL GMs doing their work today. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise through the draft, then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in-game when using promo code LOCKEDONULTIMATEFOOTBALLGM. Whoo, all right. LFG says Hank <laughs> in the live chat. Love it. Uh, thanks to everybody who does tune in with us live here. And if you're listening uh, on the audio only pod, appreciate you. But come check out the uh, the new YouTube channel for Peacock. And for sure. Make sure. Everybody who is watching this live stream, hit that subscribe button. And Matt, uh, what are we hearing today? What, what is, is there any big news that you've seen from the top sources around the league that has shocked you the most as we are now currently in draft day and can start to maybe believe some things post lying season about the NFL draft and the way things might go. I kind of expected to wake up to DeAndre Hopkins got traded or, you know, something big happened or here's the big rumor at number two, or the Cardinals are definitely getting out of three. It's a little bit of the calm before the storm. I mean, you've, you've referenced this many times that usually draft day afternoon, you know, so we still have some time is when a couple things pop and maybe it'll happen live, but there hasn't been a lot um, two things. Um, I, I think this Paris Johnson buzz is noteworthy and we can get into that. And I understand it to some degree, but I've been meaning to ask you, what's your draft day look like? I think everyone knows what I'm up to, but <laughs> in the, in the locked on host DMS, Matt, there's been a lot of talk of people like, uh, like a yearly annual thing where they watch the movie draft day. Which, oh, which is a better thing to do than that. Oh my God. Like, oh, I don't do that. I would rather, if I'm going to, if I'm going to sort of decompress, I'm going to go play nine holes of golf or something. And that exactly place. right. Cause it starts so late and for you on the, like what time does the draft end for you? Well, in- that's the thing. Like I want to hear about your day, but really I'm not going to, I have a calm period here after we're done recording. I'm going to, I'm going to do, get some kind of workout in. I'm either going to hop on this exercise bike over my shoulder or lift some weights I'm going to definitely try to get in some kind of nap, to be very honest with you, and get the batteries as charged as possible. Because about 5 p.m., I'll pull out of here maybe a little later. I want to get down to the Steelers facility around 6. They'll feed me really, really well. I'll drink a bunch of coffee even at 6 p.m. I'm doing a live video that you know th- that they do for the Steelers.com. And then pretty much a half hour before the first pick, I'm on the air until – well after the last pick and then I got to drive home and probably write an article, you know, so it's going to be, you know, I need to charge the batteries today. You know, I've, yeah, I've learned that over the years, the older I get, it's like, you better not strain yourself too much today. You know, it's, it's a long gonna, day. And then, and then by Saturday I'm spent. I mean, I'm a zombie. Oh, no doubt. It's a marathon. Yeah. 
I kind of missed the old two-day draft where it was just all weekend. It was day one, mm-hmm. day two. You did three rounds and then four rounds. It's easier to get together with the buddies, but you know, with families right, and, right, right. and doing it professionally, it uh, it's kind of better this way. Have a little prime time night, and then you, you slow it down, and you don't have to go through everything all at once. But it is a long day. It's probably a longer day for you than for me. And I got my workout in yesterday. Uh, I, I think I actually, now that I think about it, might go hit a few golf balls. Uh, nice. That's perfect. In right. there and, and before I pick my son up from preschool and then, um, and then it's you on. Just hunker, you just hunker down in front of the TV, or do you? I mean, you, I'm sure you'll be tweeting, and like yeah, the I know. probably aren't doing anything, you know. So the, since the 49ers aren't doing anything today, although there could be some action, there could be some trade action, and Lance, we'll talk about right, that in a second. Right, right. But the um, uh, we, we are going, uh, me and Crocker are going live. So those of you who are 49ers fans, and, cool. and even if you're not, we're going to go live and kind of break down what's happening in the draft and, and give the 49ers fans a little something, just break down the action. And then uh, and Crocker so, really knows the draft too. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he not going to be super Niner centric. I'm sure he's a DB right. expert. And so today yeah. Yeah, it'll be less about the Niners, maybe about what the Niners could do if the second round starts to be an option to trade into probably. Uh, but let's start with some of the scuttlebutt here because Mark says, can't wait for tonight. Go Eagles. Love you guys and keep up the great work. Appreciate you, Mark. Thanks, yeah, for listening. Thanks for jumping in on our live show today. And speaking of the Eagles, I mean, everything keeps pointing to two players for the Eagles, Matt. It's Jalen Carter and it's B. John Robinson. And I've seen multiple Ooh. mock drafts from plugged in people have the Falcons moving out at eight. And at least one of them had the Eagles going up a couple spots. And and I think I saw another one where the Eagles were going up for Bijan and one where, yeah, there's so there was two. One going up for Bijan. Not I'm not just saying staying at 10. Going up for Bijan. I can't buy that from the Eagles, but going up for Jalen Carter to 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 jump in front of the the Chicago Bears, possibly. Carter and the Eagles does seem like a pretty good match. Carter and the Eagles is the perfect match. And frankly, the rest of the NFL should be like, oh. No, that's the worst thing we want to happen. Not to mention he gets to go hang with Jordan Davis, who's considered a very high character guy. N'Kobe Dean was kind of the leader of that defense two years ago as well. So there'll be some familiarity and maybe keep him on the straight and narrow and motivated and all those things as well. Plus, you're really good. I mean, it's not like, oh, we're a two and 14 team. That makes all the sense in the world to me. I mean, if you're going to go get that guy, great. And frankly, I think they're the two best football players in this draft, you know, Carter and Bijan. But I am not trading up for Bijan. And I think most of our, our fans and listeners know this. But the last time the Eagles used a first-round pick on Bijan or on a running back, Ron Jaworski was a quarterback. I mean, I was like seven. <laughs> I mean, so it's this e- this current Eagles regime, and I know it's easy because they have a lot of talent, and uh, it's easy to picture a, a running back getting plugged in there like Bijan. But, yeah, the Eagles is probably one of the least likely teams to draft a, a running back there. I mean, just look at the Roseman era. Every first-round pick has either been used on a wideout, either via trade or first round. I think he drafted Wentz, and he drafted Hurts in the second round, or alignment. I mean, it, it, it's they're the easiest team in the league to predict what direction they go or you know, what positions they're looking at. Yeah, It's going to be alignment. Is it Skaronsky? Is, uh, is it Carter? You know? Right. Um, one of the other things I've seen here, pretty much everybody – that's plugged in in the NFL circles has just a chalky, not only number one with Bryce young, but number two, it's Bryce young, Will Anderson everywhere right now. Okay. Can we, can we lock that in with the first two picks? I mean, I a hundred percent of, of draft analysts that are plugged in have Bryce young one one, 
and Will Anderson too. Except I think yesterday Daniel Jeremiah, but that wasn't the 24-hour rule. Okay, all the where it was are. today's mock. So we'll see if Daniel Jeremiah has something updated in his top ten today. I do know all the big wig mockers, mockers have all put something out today. And I'll be honest, I just looked at, I cheated. I just looked at pick, pick 17 to see who they had the Steelers take, and they all had somebody different. So I didn't even pay attention to the top. <laughs> I would have a really hard time taking Wilson at two. I understand the traits. I just don't think he's nearly the football player that Anderson is. If that's the path they're going to take with Anderson, I understand it. I really do. I mean, I think you have to leave this draft with a quarterback and not because you're a Niners guy. I would be after Lance with my second round pick as opposed to taking Levis at 12 or moving up to get whoever falls or whatever. Um, And if you can leave this draft with Anderson, insert best player at 12, maybe even another D lineman and Lance. I mean, like now you're talking, but if I leave this thing with Wilson and Levis and with my first round picks, I'd be like, Oh man, that could go horribly wrong. I think the Texans are the sneakiest Bijan early. Wow. Really? Because even though they had their guy last year, it wasn't this coaching staff that coached Damien. Bijan's a different dude. And one of the first things, and look, you see what happened with the 49ers, playmakers, ball in your hand. You're bringing Bobby Stoic over. One of the first things D'Amico Ryan said in his opening press conference was, we want to get playmakers with the ball in their hands. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bijan, I think those are sneaky picks if they do completely bow out of quarterback in round one or take a quarterback at number two and maybe the uh, defensive lineman isn't there for them at 12. Uh, I think those are a couple of sneaky picks at 12 for uh, for the Houston Texans. I, I, I think most of our listeners understand that Jameer Gibbs is a tremendous receiver. Like he led Bama in receiving, which running backs just don't do in the college level. And I frankly think he's going to end up in the first round too if we're talking props and things of that nature. But I don't think we've brought it up enough that Bijan, I don't want to say to the McCaffrey level, he could be a slot receiver. I mean, if you never hand him the ball out of the backfield, he is a weapon lined up in the slot running slot receiver routes, not just you know boring running back type routes. I mean, he's that good of a receiver. So these weapons are different than Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? I mean, speaking of Bijan, or I mean, speaking of Gibbs, the Texans have picked 33, too. Well, Gibbs at the Texans. Yeah, I think Gibbs and Pierce is a much better combination Great at 33 combo. than 12. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You, know, that, you can put them both on the field together. They've I like that picks. They could yeah. jump back into the first round, get that fifth-year option, get in front yeah. of you know a couple teams and, and go Gibbs late round one even with the Texans. So I, I like that a lot. I mean, even for the Eagles, I know Gibbs is a little bit redundant to gain well, but you have Penny. I, I would much rather be in the market for Gibbs with the 30th pick for the Eagles, then trading up to eight for Bijan. And I think Bijan's awesome. Again, Bijan and Jalen Carter are the most impressive players in this draft. I see some chat questions and, and some and some talk about quarterbacks. I do want to get to quarterbacks in a second. Before we mm-hmm. get to quarterbacks, though, I have no uh, answers for one you. Two. Quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pick Best number three life. is pick number three is super interesting. And so speaking of plugged in mockers and analysts out there, there's a player at pick three that is very common that had not gone there in any mock drafts until today, until the last 24 hours. We'll get to that one next, what it could look like in the top 10, some more draft buzz and some draft props as well on this draft day live episode of Peacock and Williamson. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. 
if you've ever thought you could be a great NFL GM, make your draft picks and, and build that dynasty of a football franchise. Well, now is your shot with Ultimate Football GM. Manage every aspect of your football team with Ultimate Football GM. We're talking hiring and firing coaches and coordinators. You're building your team from scratch. You've got um, uh, finances that you need to look after. Negotiating player salaries. You can get as deep as you want into that. Naming rights. Uh, salaries and terms for all the players in free agency trading for players of course the nfl draft injuries player personnel issues and some things you might not even think about that pop up uh, during the course of the season that the gms have to deal with from time to time some of the things that they don't want or expect to deal with and all in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football gm is completely free and playable offline play in the go uh play where and when you want to, and look, if you're trying to kill some time before the real NFL draft happens, this is the perfect thing. If you don't know what to do as, as you sit here and wait, you're like, gosh, the draft's still hours and hours away. Ultimate Football GM is for you, or if you don't like what your team did, then you got all summer long to play Ultimate Football GM and build your own football franchise. And Locked On listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in-game. Use promo code Locked On inside the game store. So make sure you check it out today. Ultimate Football GM, ultimate-gm.com, or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Paris Johnson, Matt, that is the hottest name draft morning. I've seen him. Lance Zerline just had him at number three. Uh, uh, I think it was Schrager or the two of the... Two of the most accurate mock drafters the last couple of years is Peter Schrager and um, uh, Josh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, from NBC Sports, or he was the NBC Sports. I can't remember, uh, Underdog, I believe, is where he is now. Um, help me out, Josh. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, hit, he hit. He was the champ last year. He had. I, I, th- I don't know if it was last year's draft or the year before where he had like the record score for in the first round. And he had Paris Johnson going early, number three as well. Josh Norris. I, Josh, Josh Norris. Work, good work. I apologize, Mr. Norris. Yeah. And, of course, I know his name and, and know his work. And uh, I think we've chatted with him before on the show. And, yeah, um, yeah, so Paris Johnson, number three to the Cardinals if they can't trade out, Matt. And so, everyone, it's been chalky to have Paris Johnson to the to the Chicago Bears. I don't think, I don't at this point, I, we're talking three, maybe seven might be the floor for Paris Johnson in the first office in the line, offensive lineman off the board. That's a tough one. I mean, I would, you know, if you're out there thinking about prop bets, you know, should I, should I bet Johnson goes at three? I like the idea of betting Johnson goes to the Cardinals, maybe not at three, you know, like at six, at seven, you know what I mean? Like he absolutely could be Arizona's first round pick. I would be shocked if he's the third player off the board. I mean, ahead of his teammate Stroud and both those DNs we referenced, that shocks me. And he has jumped up looking at uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. He has jumped up ahead of Will Anderson for that number three pick. Right now, the odds for number three wow. is C.J. Stroud. Uh, and actually second is, is four and a half to one now, Paris Johnson. Then it's wow. Tyree Wilson. Then it's Will Levis. Then it's Will Anderson. Then Anthony Richardson. I mean, we know tackles are extremely valuable. I mean, he has unbelievable athleticism and length. He only played tackle one year, though, and he still has a lot of technical issues to iron out. This is kind of a side note, but I was watching Broderick Jones. He's an unbelievable athlete, but he still has a lot of technical stuff to work out, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe you look at it like there's one tackle that just stands alone in this draft. And I'm not so sure. I'm not sure that Wright isn't better than both of them, but he's only a right tackle. 
it, it's box checking for Paris. Yeah, Johnson yeah. Because he has the the length, he has the height, weight, speed, the athleticism. He has the the quote unquote left tackle, and he's can play early and has upside to continue to get better and be mm-hmm. you know a franchise left tackle. So I think he just checks the most boxes. And look, if there's one thing I am buying in all of this, which kind of combines a couple of these things, offensive linemen going higher. Yes. Quarterbacks dropping. Okay. Those are the two things. Not even necessarily, that for weeks. Yeah. Not not even because of this class. That's historically what happens. Mm-hmm. It's not going to go quarterback one through four. It is not. And there and when you get shocked by a pick, it's going to be because probably an offensive lineman or some really tooled up edge rusher or something like that goes a lot higher than people expect. So I wonder if you agree with this that we've kind of talked about. There probably isn't as many surefire first rounders in this draft as most. But I think even when you take it up a notch to blue chip stud prospects, it's pretty light too. I mean, there might be none. Frankly, I think there's two and one of them's a running back and one's a defensive tackle that with some character stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe the logic is I just want to hit a double at number three. You know, I'm, I'm getting a left tackle for five years. It's cost controlled that I think has a very slim chance of being a bad player. Maybe he's a B or a B plus for those five years, as opposed to Wilson, who could be a C minus that washes out or an A, you know what I mean? Like I'm just going to get on base with the first round. Wilson is another one um, who, who is, is, is dropping. So universe, because there were some people had him at two, that. had him at three. Uh, Tyree Wilson has uh, an injury too, which I think is the thing. And, and, and another thing that'll drop a prospect faster than anything else is medical. Uh, and so Tyree Wilson is a player that might actually shock people based on more recent mock drafts, how far he might drop. We're not talking about the first round or anything, but he might not go in the top seven, eight picks. You know, he might be there for the, the, the bears at nine. He might I mean, be there at 12 for the Texans. And uh, and and really what it does is he was getting mocked too high, and now he's going to go back to where he kind of should have been, and, and maybe the ankles is part of that for him. I think it's an ankle injury with him. I and, think so. And yeah. He's been able to complete you know workouts for teams. And so, you know, again, we're, we're not checking all the boxes. And so looking for a player to go high, does he check all the boxes? Like I don't do a top 50 list or anything along those lines, but – with respect to Wilson, I understand his abilities. I would have Witherspoon ahead of him. I would have Paris Johnson ahead of him. Certainly Skoronsky, if you're looking for Skoronsky and Bijan are tough because position value, but I think Hardest they're better one. at what they do. You know, the two most difficult, I think, to place because you could place them anywhere, but they could mm-hmm. fall anywhere as well. Right, right, right. I mean, I'd have Gonzalez ahead of him. Certainly Anderson, probably a couple of quarterbacks. So I'm not sure Wilson would be in my top eight prospects. Witherspoon, you mentioned, is another one who has a lot of helium right now. And yeah. uh, I would say Paris Johnson and Witherspoon, even though they've been mocked high and in, in top tens in a lot of mock drafts, I, I think go those are guys that are going to go as high or higher than they have been projected. Yeah. That's, and that's and I get like, like pick six, seven, they might both be gone. I, I mean, I think Witherspoon versus Gonzalez. I prefer Gonzalez, but not by leaps and bounds or splitting hair is the age-old conversation. You know, I mean, I bet scouts like Gonzalez better because what he can become. Coaches look at Witherspoon with his playing temperament and his tape and say, I want that guy now, and I gotta, I'm going to line him up week one, and I know exactly what I'm getting. Okay, it's time to talk quarterbacks. Quarterback props, cool. and we got some comments about where quarterbacks might go. It's time to, to put our official predictions on where these quarterbacks end up, Matt, next. 
Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for that delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, of course you don't. Then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever, which is Built. Make healthier snack choices. That, that you know, you get that little rumble and you grab the thing that's closest to you. You grab the thing that's easy. Make it easy for your future self to grab the right thing. Get rid of the candy bars that are in your desk at work, right? That are in your pantry at home. Get rid of the bag of chips and replace it with Built Bars. So you're getting something that is healthy and tastes amazing. Whether it's Built Bars, the Built Puffs, they've got the peanut butter uh, protein balls, which are amazing at, at Built Bar. Um, and most Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. So you really feel like you're getting a treat and they taste amazing. And most Built Bars are only 130 calories and have only four grams of sugar, but they have a whopping 17 grams of protein. And anybody that's been put on a diet recently knows that you're trying to get as much protein as you can for your body. And it helps you stay satisfied. So you reach for a snack that tastes great. You feel like you're getting something that is delicious and it's, it's a pick me up snack, right? But it's not all full of sugar and calories and you get some protein as well. So and we're talking flavors, right? Churro, peanut butter brownie. There's the new peanut butter puff. And I love the peanut butter Built Bars, cookies and cream. And not only can you find all the flavors and varieties at Built.com, they're also on your store shelves now, like your local Walmart or Sam's Club. At Walmart in the pharmacy section, four bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff. And at Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box of hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. And then thank us later. And of course, find it all at Built.com. I want to go to Tim here in the chat. He says, I feel like we shouldn't hold age against prospects in most cases. For example, Hendon Hooker, if sure. your team drafts a quarterback and is a winner, does it actually change your selection if you have them for 12 versus 15 years? A quarterback, it doesn't bother me nearly as much, you know, because they play long. You know, I mean, it, it listen to locked on dynasty running backs. If they hit 27 years old, it's like, gotta get this guy out of here. You know, receivers at 29, 30, you know, in every position has different shelf life slot corners. Don't last particularly long. They take a beating, you know? So it doesn't blow me away at quarterback to have an older guy. My, Kenny Pickett was older. I didn't have a problem with it when the Steelers did it a year ago. You know, I think there's two things to take into account though, is <clears throat> I, I've told the story many times. I'm a fresh new scout, you know, sitting there in, I, I forget what, uh, what college wearing my Browns gear, all proud, all excited, sitting there taking notes with a bunch of other scouts in a dark room and they're all spitting and scratching and whatever. And, it, you know, I, I, we're kind of talking amongst ourselves, not, sh you know, sharing secrets, but an old grizzled dude goes over to me. He's like, youngster, you know, you bet we're watching BYU here. You better realize those offensive linemen have kids they're 26, <laughs> you know, like they should be winning at the line of scrimmage. Like Zach Wilson's a perfect example. The dudes protecting him were, he never got touched, you know, so you have to really be a, a, a alert to those things. But in terms of a quarterback, it doesn't bother me as much because he'll play as long as he can or as long as he wants. But Hooker's also injured. I mean, he's losing the year on top of a year. I mean, that's a double whammy. In, in his agents trying to to help his, his client out, there was reports earlier this morning that that Hooker's expected to be ready to start the season. You're going to draft a first round quarterback that probably won't be involved in anything in the offseason. Maybe he's going to be ready for the regular season, and he's 26 years old. So, uh, and Bill Parcells would agree partially with you, Tim, that experience experience is important right, 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 and it right. is important but what i want is young breakout age and experience and you had those three years starting and you're 22 
on top mm-hmm. of it, right? So um, experience is important, but like Sam Darnold's 26 years old. If he went back to college last year and played at Tennessee, would he put up some pretty good numbers? I, I bet he probably would have. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. Um, a 26- or 24-year-old, 25-year-old beating up on 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds is different than a 22-year-old with a lot of experience that's beating up on 21-year-olds. Now, I mean, Mitch Trubisky was a one-year starter at North Carolina and looked like it when he came to the league. Like, that's yeah. not enough. And that worries me about Richardson, frankly. He just hasn't yes. been on the field enough. You know, I mean, that's – that's a bigger concern than you're coming into the into the league older. The other thing about Hooker, I mean, frankly, if we're looking at negatives for Hooker, unfortunately for him, all three of them aren't his fault. I would say the number one negative is he's hurt right now. The second negative is I hate Tennessee's offense, and it's nothing like the NFL. Doesn't and then the third one would be he's older, you know. It's a triple whammy, which is why yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm staying on that stance. I'm not moving off it. I, and not only is he not going to go in the first round, I think he goes closer to round three than round one. And that's what we see in the draft. Quarterbacks falling, which brings us to this next prop bet, Matt, which is quarterbacks in the first round over under four and a half. I'm smashing the under. I think I'm going the under. Yeah, I, I feel that way, too. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I'm, I'm sorry to bring up Steelers again, but people might be calling Pittsburgh after the first day saying we want that fifth dude. You know, maybe maybe it's not long on day two, but when it's all said and done, I don't think teams jump into the playoff teams at 25 or later, the really good teams, because they have to get that fifth year option on hooker. I just don't see it. By the way, you get the little extra bump on the under versus the over it's plus plus one twelve on the under four and a half quarterbacks. Hmm. And if you go over on a bet like this, it can't possibly more be more than five. Oh, right. So right, right, right. Half a point, you know, wiggle room there. Right, right, right. The, I do think there'll be four, though. You agree with that? You don't think it'll be three? Yes, yes. Yeah. But it, I would say it's it's. I mean, it's clearly more likely to be three than six. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not so. to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you wouldn't be shocked if the quarterbacks go one, seven, fourteen, eighteen. You know, not necessarily all in the top eight, let alone four in a row. The tough one is Stroud because, again, reading the tea yeah. leaves and, and Stroud's kind of slowly dropping down and slowly mm-hmm. dropping down. And if, if teams really – like let's say if the the Colts are huge, obviously, at four, they might sit at four and there's only one quarterback off the board, right? And if they go – if they draft the only other one that the other teams at 7, 11, 12 want, then it could be a huge drop it for falls and falls you know, and falls, Levis right. or Richardson. And that's – so that's another one. Richardson. I haven't seen a single mock draft from a plugged in analyst that has him in the top five anymore. And he was all the rage at four and five for, for months. And this is just looking into it, but I've been doing this a long time when these things change, they're like, well, why would that change? They haven't, they haven't put pads on in months. I think a lot of it's what do you find out when they visit? You know I mean? Those 30 top 30 visits are huge. And I'm not saying they're bad dudes. It's just, boy, he has more work to do than I thought. I mean, Willis was the perfect example a year ago. I mean, I don't think the first round buzz was crazy a month before the draft, but then when you go and you visit every, every building, it's like, boy, I don't have the patience to teach this guy as much as he needs to learn. I'll get fired by that. Here's a really good draft prop at FanDuel, Matt. It's top three exact order. Which would you bet on? Who? Is it crazy to go? Is the best odds, or do I get the the lowest payment if I go young Anderson Johnson? 
Let me. Doesn't find matter who you. picks them, right? I mean, obviously. Surprisingly, young. <laughs> the stinking <laughs> sports books, Matt. Young Anderson, Paris Johnson is number two on the list right now. Wow, you don't get a huge payoff for hitting that trifecta. They're on it, man. They are they are wow. reading the tea leaves as hard as anybody on the planet right now. It's five and a half to one odds, plus 550 for exactly three picks in a row. You should get more than six bucks on a dollar investment. So the top ones aren't wow. the ones that bet on. The only one with less odds than that is, uh, or more likely than that, is young Anderson Stroud, one, two, three. Young Anderson Stroud. Which makes perfect sense. I, I do you think Arizona will pick a three? No, I don't think so. No, I think there's a much better chance Houston picks a two than Arizona yes. picks a three. And I'll and buy that maybe Paris Johnson would be the pick if they stayed. I can buy it, right? He's a I left tackle. Think, I don't think that outweighs them moving down, even if it's one spot. It, it, the top four might go young Anderson, Stroud, Johnson. Absolutely. If you're Indy. Is it smarter to draft Johnson? They've done nothing to help that O-line or offense all year and put an offering for Lamar or Lance or Mac Jones. I mean, their O-line needs help bad, and they invest in O-linemen like crazy. What if they take Johnson at four and start working the phones for quarterbacks? I think there's going to be trades, man. I, I think there's going to be a lot of trades. Yeah. There's going to be trades. And, I, and there's buzz that the, the Texans could be coming up. By the way, Matt, do you remember a guy maybe a couple weeks ago that had a mock draft that went young Anderson Stroud, one, two, three, that, and not a lot of people were doing it then? I think that was you, was it not? It was. That yeah, was indeed. Me. Yeah. We'll Interesting. See. We'll see so, if it goes that way. I will, Anderson, I think, will go too. I think three is his ceiling. His floor. Yeah, their floor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Anderson's going top, top of three. three. Reminds, you know what it reminds me of is Joey Bosa. Do you remember okay. Joey Bosa was like for years? That class like, was better though. You got to watch this Ohio State defense. And right, right, right. Stud, and he was like for you know, and everyone knew about him. Then he came to the combine. And was like, his workouts weren't amazing. Maybe his, mm -hmm. at six five, his arms aren't as long as we thought. He's not a crazy amazing athlete. And he still went top three. And there was like, yeah. you know, you thought he was going to drop a little bit. And and actually his brother, Nick Bosa, everyone's talking about, well, Will Anderson's no Bosa. I remember that draft like the like, like the back of my hand. And people were killing Bosa. They're like, oh, he's only, what, 6'3", and he doesn't have the longest arms. And, you know, mm -hmm. he's not Miles Garrett. He's not Von Miller. Maybe I would like Tyree Wilson. Moore. We should take Quinn and Williams. And so people are acting like he was a slam dunk, which he ended up being, and the teams loved him. But the conversation around Bosa was exactly the both Bosa's was pretty much exactly the same as been with Will Anderson. And in the end, the teams are going to be like, no, it was Anderson all along. What are you guys talking about? I think that's yeah. And Joey's draft class had Ramsey and Zeke Elliott back when people were taking running backs high. Yeah. And you he's know, still like, up all those guys. Yeah. I mean, there was blue chips in that class and he still went really, really high. I mean, it's coveted. And maybe Joey is Anderson's ceiling. Which you would take all day long. He's a tremendous player. I don't think he can get to be the best pass rusher in the league. I don't think he can be as good as Nick. I think he's closer to Nick, to be honest. Do you? Okay. Yeah. And and I think he could be unleashed more in the NFL because I see all the traits. I see the bend. He's actually got he's actually faster with longer arms than mm -hmm. uh, than Nick Bosa is. He's got the explosive ability. Um, he's just a sound football player and a team football player. So he plays the run really well. Really well um, to run. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's, he's got a long leader. arm. He doesn't have as much speed to power as Bosa does. Bosa's a, 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 right. a stronger guy, big thighs, right? Um, but I, but Will Anderson closes better. He's just more, he's got yeah. more uh, closing speed. 
So yeah. I think Will Anderson could be unleashed and be allowed to kind of hit the corner a little more, maybe work on this. And he's pretty good with technique and going inside, moving around on stunts. And uh, I think he's going to be really good. I, I like Anderson. I think he's got way more upside than people are giving credit for. You didn't exactly phrase it this way, but I do think it's really noteworthy that rarely did he line up in a wide nine at Bama and just go, you know? He went through tackles and he has yeah. all the athleticism and been in the world to go around them. And he didn't mm-hmm. try that every down, like some pass rusher selling out on every third down. It's just their scheme. You know, he's doing battle with you know, tighter quarters and defending the run, even though he's under 250 pounds or around 250 yeah, pounds. Captain, you know, you know he's going to work. Um, underrated safe now. Safe as could be. Yeah, completely safe. That's why I think he's top three. You know, I'm like, this isn't a blue chip loaded class. Give me the guy that I think has, it's going to be a pro bowler, but maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. So what? You know. All right, let's wrap this up here. Yeah. on the chat says, has it been discussed which pick is most likely to be traded today? Matt, which pick do you get? Which team doesn't draft in their original spot? I'm definitely going to say three, but I bet the Eagles make a trade. I mean, they historically do one way or another. Maybe you get a pick for next year. That's one of yeah. their moves without right. question. They're going somewhere. It could go up, could go down. They could go yeah. up from up from 10, down from 30, you know? Yeah. So, I would say I think three is too easy. I think it's the most likely to be traded after after three. I'm going to say Falcons at eight and Eagles. Yep, I think those and and I think the Titans and Texans are probably not going to sit at 11 and 12 either. I think it's, it's more likely that the Texans move from 12 than from two. And obviously it's a lot harder to predict because you don't know where the first 15, 18 picks are going to go. But I every time I do a mock, there's teams like Jacksonville where I don't see a great fit. I could see a lot of trades in the 20s. And I have no inside scoop. But considering Jerry Jones's age, aggressiveness, you know, how that team's been built and how they've won so many games, if Bijan starts falling to like 13, 14, I could see the Cowboys going, I'm keeping that dude in Texas. Go and get him. Yeah, and, and I think there could be a big trade. We 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 do see a lot of trades where a team comes from the twenties to we, we saw it with uh, Justin Fields, right? The Bears coming up from yeah. like twenty yeah. or whatever it was to eleven. Maybe that's the spot where someone comes a long way up to say pick eight with the with with the Falcons and goes and gets a quarterback there and stops one of the falls for one of those quarterbacks. Quite possible, quite possible. T Bay or Minnesota or a team mm-hmm. like that comes up, or uh, I could buy that. Washington, they throw, they Washington. throw, they, they use Chase Young as well as part of it to go up, way up. Last question, and we kind of touched on this yesterday. I'm going to go so far as say there's three to five prominent players traded. I'm not like dump this dude for a seventh round pick type guy. I mean, guys that everyone knows: Hopkins, Chase Young, Dalvin Cook, guys that have been to Pro Bowls, like household names. I bet there's a handful of those that change teams in the next two days. Yes. Three a days, veteran yeah. trades. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. And the, the shocking one that you don't see coming, I, who's it going to be? I can't yeah. wait. I think we maybe talked about some of them earlier yeah. on this week. That, and I that bet would, one's a quarterback. I'm going to go that far too. A quarterback gets moved. I, I, there was, there was, there was talk that the Texans were potentially in on Mac Jones. And that was coming from a staff that remember there was all the Niners, Mac Jones yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. The Niners staff coming over. So there's an interesting one. And there. the Bama connection. And um, those, those Pats might want to get up and maybe it's to get up and get a quarterback by trading up a couple spots. Maybe they want to get up and get yeah. and Jigba in front of the Packers who just got in front of them. I mean, if you're Belichick, you're like, I got Rogers, this high flying Miami offense and Allen and yeah. you know, the gun that I'm shooting is not like those. No, not at all. Uh, actually one more here before all we right. go and, and happy draft day again to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
And I don't know if you have any insight here on this one, Matt, but this is an interesting question uh, that, I, that I'm kind of curious about. Craig says, I know probably depends upon the draft position, but generally in the first round, how many trade offers are teams evaluating at the last minute as their pick comes up and the clock is ticking? I wish I had a better insight on that. I mean, what I can tell you that happens a great deal, especially this past 10 days or so, is your every team is calling every team, you know? And team three will say, sorry, I'm not moving back to 14. Don't call me if your guy's available. I don't time. You know, I mean, it, but I do think all the area scouts are working the phones to some degree, fielding calls. I always think it's nuts when teams run to the podium with a lot of minutes left on the clock. I mean, why not at least listen? You know, I mean, yeah, you, you may on a guy. And they, they want the TV yeah. time. They want the they want the the TV, the, the, the the folks to talk about them. And I know they get <laughs> yeah. mad and all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're going to put our card in. And then they go to commercial on them. They're like, oh, gosh, dang it. <laughs> I, I always wondered more about that because very few human beings have actually been allowed, you know, like. I was in the war room leading up to the war room, but when we were on the clock, it was like the owner, the head coach, the GM, they don't need us riff raff around. I was in my office doing, you know, I was not. And it's a good point. Like there's not, a, there's not time to have everything and start new discussions. No. Really. It's like we, it, these conversations are had already. You might get a phone call on the clock. I'm guessing where it's like, okay, here's our offer. And you're like, thanks. We got this one. We're, we're going to do something right. else. It's much hey. quicker, much shorter. Cause you just don't have time. And they've already talked about it. You're yes. not. What I will tell you is, you're not going to get a call from someone you have no clue. I can't believe this team called me. You talked to them earlier, saying, "Hey, I need about this to go to your pick." You know, and like, and then the guy gets there, and they say, and they're not going to tell you who, but my guy's available. You still interested in coming to our pick? No, sorry, our guy's here. Or right. okay, you know, all the teams thought. in the twenties know how high they can get on draft day because they've already had those conversations with those teams and what it might take to get there. Yeah, crazy thought. And it just shows how old and untechnically sound I am. But I always thought there should be a chat room that only 32 human beings could go to. Like every GM had like this master passcode, like like a nuclear bomb. Like our go uh, in there. Yeah. Like our locked on GM. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Locked on, locked right, right. on the Zoom call. And Talk you could go in there and be like, please, someone take DeAndre Hopkins off my head. Like, really just be honest. Like, I'm moving this dude, or I want to get the three if Will Anderson's there. And like, okay, you know, but like the stereo, seconds. you asshole, you took my guy. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, there should be this exclusive only chat room that is to- super duper protected that, you know, or whatever. But of course it won't happen, you know. That'd be amazing. All right. <laughs> Happy draft day. Thanks everybody for joining us on this live edition. Make sure you are subscribed up, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification. So, you know, when new podcasts arrive on the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel and Matt and I will be back tomorrow to break everything down from round one right here. Peacock and Williamson.